0: Welcome to the We Deserve Better podcast. I'm Dr. Megan Anderson, a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health. And I'm Katie Hope, childbirth educator and doula. Join us as we talk about the challenges women face in being
1: heard and respected in all kinds of ways. Part interview, part education, part drinking coffee with your best friends. Let's get honest and open about the conversations happening in private
0: that should be happening in public.
1: Let's talk about it.
0: Just a reminder that the opinions expressed by both Katie Hope and myself and the We Deserve Better podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. The We Deserve Better podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Go see your doctor. Megan. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good. How are you?
1: Good. I'm so excited for this next recording of the We Deserve Better podcast
0: and i am excited to hear what we are talking about today because i told you i've been really busy in the clinic lately and i'm just excited we have this time together so what are we talking about today? i
1: actually think it's kind of fun like i like being on the inside and writing the questions sort of guiding the topic and then just letting you spontaneously fill us with your knowledge because you have so much
0: and i am trying not to feel guilty about about not pulling my weight here so. No guilt. The women of the world need to shed the guilt. I know. I hear you. A hundred percent. I'm working on it. So I'm very excited to hear what we're talking about and have you lead some questions.
1: Well I wanted to dive into, I know by the time people listen to this it'll probably be March or April, but um, at the beginning of the year I started talking to you about how I practice the one word concept instead of resolutions and for people that don't know what that is it's where you pick one word to kind of fuel everything you do and strive for during the year and i've been practicing for about 10 years and last year my word was fun after years of covid and teenagers and a divorce like i really needed some more fun in my life and part of how I did that was I kept a jar on my desk, and anytime I did something fun, I wrote a little note about the fun thing, and I put it in the jar, and then on New Year's Day this year, I went through
0: and looked at all of the notes, and so it was That's cool. That's amazing. This is one of the things I love about you. I'm going to just sidebar a little bit. Do it. Like, Katie and I were out a few weeks ago, and we were talking about something and she's like, I keep a little list of celebrations on my phone. I keep a list of life events, big and small, that feel like a celebration and I write them down in my phone. So anytime I'm having a rough day or I'm not sure of myself, I can go look at them. And I was like, that's so brilliant. And I love that about you. And I still haven't done that on my phone, but I, I do keep a, it's old school. I keep one of those, um, scrapbooks and, like, when clients give me, like, thank you notes or emails or just something thoughtful, like, I do put it in there so that I don't forget and I can go back and, you know, um, realize kind of the importance of the work that I'm doing and feel that appreciation. But I love that you do this where you keep this jar of fun things or you keep this list of things to remind you.
1: You know, the jar was um, bittersweet. Because yeah. even though they're all fun things that I wrote, some of the notes were about a relationship that I had that ended. And so it was a little sad, you know, that I'm not in that relationship anymore. And some of them were about my dog, Bodie, who passed away partway through the year. Um, but the memories in there were, like, of walking him through that big blizzard we had. Oh, yeah. And walking him in the snow. And just, I knew he was, he was nearing the end. And so I just, like... It was just this, like, really beautiful, like, quiet walk, the Mm -hmm. two of us, like, through the snow. Um, But then there were, like, great things, you know. I did a lot of traveling last year, and my son graduated from college. You know, there was a lot of fun. There was lots of tacos and margaritas that happened. Yeah. there were good
0: things. I love that. That's so fun.
1: So, (laughs) when I, I remember bringing the subject up to you, And telling you what my word for 2023 was going to be. Do you remember what it was?
0: I do. What was it? Your word is me. Right. And do you remember what you said to me that yours was? (laughs) Yeah, mine is a phrase Mm -hmm. this year. Mine is, it's not about me. It's not about me. And I thought it was
1: so funny that we're about to launch into this project together. And that our words seemed counterintuitive, like counterpoints to each other. Me and it's not about me. But the reason I chose me was that looking back in my life, I felt as if I have often not chosen me. I've chosen what my kids needed or my partner needed or what our home life needed above what I wanted to do for my business. Um, I think as women, we tend to make a lot of sacrifices in our
0: life Mm -hmm. for other people and things. And your phrase had nothing to do with that, did it? (laughs) No, no. My phrase, it's not about me, was just a really big reminder to not take things so personally, right? Like, people have things going on in their lives, like they're busy, you know, if somebody cancels or if something falls through or someone's upset. Like, it really isn't about me, you know, oftentimes it's just something going on in someone else's life. So really kind of taking that sense of responsibility I sometimes pick up that really isn't mine and just reminding myself that, like, it's okay. I saw this great um, TED Talk.
1: I Oh, I wish I, I got to look up. I'll put in the show notes, right? We're going to have show mm-hmm. notes. I'll put it in there. Um, this man talking about how he did an experiment of trying to get rejected a hundred times and because he was terrified of it and he wanted to get over his fear of rejection. Uh But what he learned really quickly through the practice was that instead of people saying no and him assuming it was about him, that they didn't like him, that they thought he was weird, that they weren't his friends, instead of just running away, he stopped and he asked them why, like, why can't you go to dinner? Or why can't you help me do this thing? And he, what he discovered is often asking the question, why opened up like him understanding, not only was it not about him, but there was often like reasons and other experiences to be had. If he just like stood his ground for Mm -hmm. a moment and asked why.
0: Yeah. Well, it's so profound too, right? Because it's like you gain a little bit of information and, like, and you listen to somebody, even though they've decided to go their separate ways, like, it's still an act of listening.
1: Well, and it's healing because I think it's sort of common human nature to assume that it is about you. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that inner voice, that mean inner critic. That tells us like they don't like us or I'm, I'm being ridiculous, you know, it's, it's a liar.
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely is a liar. So I've done, I've really kind of, I mean, I've done a fair amount of like inner critic and inner child work, but it is still a learning process, you know, and that inner critic, like the more I get to know her, like, dude, she is not nice. And she tells me all kinds of like mean things. And it, in so many ways for so many years, even this podcast is like just a manifestation of like like getting her to shut up a little bit and just be like, it's okay, we can do this. It can be imperfect. Like everything we say doesn't have to be like impeccably like perfect. Um, So really kind of getting her to be quiet so that I can start to expand and put more writing out into the world put more speaking out into the world, like just be more real with the people in my life, whether they're clients, friends, my partner. So, um, yeah, that it's not about me. is just a huge reminder to let go of all that extra busyness. I love to
1: listen to all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I really find sort of inspiration everywhere. And, uh, I think it was Mel Robbins had a little Snippet where she said to take that inner voice and give that voice a name, and it could be it could be any kind of name. You know, there's the joke out now about Mm. the
0: Karens of the world, and so. Sorry if you're Karen listening to this. Yeah, we love Karen, but not those kind of Karens. Not those kind
1: of Karens. Um, So I gave mine the name of Heather because Heather was sort of like my first childhood tormentor, my first childhood bully interaction. And um, so that when you think that terrible thing to yourself, you just go, shut up, Heather. Because <laughs> <laughs> whatever you name it, you like tell that, tell yeah. her, it's like, shut up, go away. You don't know what you're talking about because we don't have to be tormented by that inner voice anymore,
0: right? I have a friend who um, has really embodied, like has a whole visual of what hers looks like. And like she literally like wraps her up in a blanket, gives her a cup of tea and tells her to like shut the fuck up. And I was like, I love it. You give her everything she needs. You let her calm down a little bit, but like she's not running the show, you know? And I, I keep that visual in my mind too. Mine doesn't quite have like a name and a face yet. I'm getting there, but, um, but I'm recognizing it more when it's creeping in. And, um, yeah. I think you should definitely name her. I bet if you like sat and meditated on it,
1: like her name would come up. You know where it comes from.
0: I'll have to circle back with you. Okay. Yeah. So tell me more about It's About Me. I just... I've really learned from this experience of picking
1: a word. It's so funny. Once I choose the word, I start to see the word, like on signs. I start to listen to all kinds of podcasts that will roll around the subject of the word. Um, And it'll just... Come up over and over again so my intention this year when i picked me was that like i'm trying to invest in me like mm. invest in my physical health my mental health like my business you know for a long time it's like if you got a hundred dollars was i going to pay for a extra sports activity or was i going to get myself a massage and so you know, this year I'm diverting more of my money towards me.
0: I, there is something that Katie started doing that I absolutely love. She literally hired a woman to just like help her with all the things. And it is every time she tells me about it, she lights up because she's like, guess what she helped me with this week?
1: Her name is Kate and I love her. Mm -hmm. She was just at the house today. And it, as a parent, or a single parent, if you don't have a partner or an equal partner, it's really easy to build up resentment to anyone else that lives in your home of not feeling like you get enough help. And so I just have her come a few hours every other week, and she will literally do anything I ask. And typically, I do it with her. I, you know, I always felt a little weird about you know, people that come in and clean my house I, I have nothing against it if I have the resources I'm absolutely doing it but this was more like a company coming and I know that I want the house to be nice and pulled together and she literally helped me change all the sheets on the bed with me and ran laundry and you know, runs errands for me. And it just takes those little things that stay on the to-do list, they get pushed to the next day.
0: Yeah, didn't she help you decorate for Christmas and then undecorate for Christmas? She helped me take down the Christmas tree.
1: Nothing used to depress me more than, like, having all the Christmas stuff up in January, and everyone was too busy to help take it down. And so I'd be taking it down by myself, and I'd be mad the whole time. Mm -hmm. This has like freed me. It's like inner peace. Can you put a price on inner peace?
0: You're also tapping into the like neuroscience of we do things in community. We're wired as human beings to do things in community. So I love that it's about you, but it's also like you're finding someone to do this in community. And it all of a sudden makes those things that feel like heavy or weighty or just like keep getting pushed on the to-do list and it's like, I can do it. I have a little bit of help in my life and I can do it. Right. I think that speaks to all of us, like whether it's hiring somebody or asking a friend for help or like asking a partner to like make dinner on a night when you just like can't do it, like getting a little help, getting a little community around things makes everything easier.
1: Absolutely. And like, you're absolutely right in thinking the word is me, but part of what makes me me is the way I celebrate and love all the people in my life. You know, I wouldn't be me without my family and my friends and my kids and my, you know, like, even my little networking group for business. They're all a part of me. And um, I'm so looking forward to filling up the jar with all the ways that I showed up for myself and stood up for myself and invested in myself. And, uh, I'll be on the lookout for the 2024 word.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I haven't done a word in a few years. It was something I used to do and I would get a, um, I would pick my word and then I'd go to Etsy and I would find like someone who makes bracelets and I could just choose to put my word on it. And then I would wear the bracelet for the year. And I actually have like all my old um, words. I can't remember all the ones. One year was all about joy. Um, One word was about, or one year was about stillness. Um, But I I do love the idea of picking a theme. Like it's picking an intention.
1: I like the idea of having a piece of jewelry or something with the word on it. I need to do that. Yeah.
0: No, I, I loved it. I would just go to Etsy. There's everything is on Etsy. Uh, Etsy There's is amazing. so many creative people. So Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right, this is my favorite part of the show. Are you ready?
0: Uh, oh great. Can't wait to see what's coming. Okay,
1: one completely unrelated random question. So my question is, I've known you for several years now. I did not know what your middle name is and where it comes from, if there's a story of any kind.
0: You know, so my middle name is Anne, which is very, like, I feel like a real common middle name. And I'm not, it's not like it's a family name. I, my mom's middle name is Anne. I feel like there's a lot of Anne's, but then one of my favorite things is that I married someone with the last name Anderson, and my name really starts to run together, because I'm Megan and Anderson. So you can like put it, this is just like nerdy, but like we just like run it all together as Meg Anderson. So.
1: I think it's very cute. So now you
0: know I'm Meg Anderson.
1: Um, my mother, my sister and I all had the same middle name. And then um, after my divorce, I changed my name where I dropped my last name altogether. It was my ultimate middle finger to the patriarchy. Mm. I don't want any man's name. I don't want want my dad's name. I didn't want my ex-husband's name. I wanted my own name. So now I actually no longer have a middle name.
0: So Hope was your middle name. Hope was my middle name.
1: I love it. I know. Some people think it was some, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, like just like some hippie, wild choice,
0: you know? I actually didn't know. I did kind of think it was a choice, but I love that it was your middle name and you just made it. I just dropped my last name. And speaking of the patriarchy, I know that that was quite an ordeal to get your name legally changed to something that was your own and not a man's last name. Like It was easier to add the man's last name versus remove the man's last name to get back to like your roots.
1: I'm still fighting it with people. I'm still sending copies of court documents and my driver's license and my social security card. Oh, my goodness. But it's still worth it. Because every time I say it, it makes me happy. And so many people are like, I love your name. And my response is, I know. I love my name, too.
0: I know. I love your name. I, it's just like, you're Katie Hope. And that's it. Yeah. And you're Megan Ann Anderson. Now I know.
1: <laughs> Mystery solved. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is the end of this episode. And I look forward to so many more. Because we deserve
0: better. Yeah, we do. Thanks, Katie. We loved spending this time with you. To learn more, connect with us at Dr. Megan Anderson and Delaware Doula on Instagram. And please rate and review us on Spotify. Five stars only, wink, wink, or share an episode with your bestie because we all do deserve better. See you next week.